everyone. We're back with the District 3 podcast. It's episode 92. Uh, this is Irvin, and uh, Manny's not here this week, but he will be back next week, so try not to miss him while he's gone. Uh, we're recording this on May 23rd, 2021. Um, today is my mom's birthday. Um, and she turns 56 today. Don't tell her I uh, told you her age because I won't live to be 56 if you do. <laughs> um, today, we actually have a good friend. Um, he runs, he currently runs, it's Next Level Soccer. Next Level he, Soccer Center. Next Level Soccer Center, formerly known as the All-Star Arena in another location. Uh, Kendall Spencer, thank you for joining us today, Kendall. Hey, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. And uh, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, the past a little bit. Um, I, we've been friends through, through Facebook for, for quite a while now. And um, how long was it that you all ran the All-Star Arena for? So when, when the All-Star opened in 2004, uh, I started working there um, as a, just like a part-time job, helping run their youth program. Did that from 2004 to about 2006. Uh, I was helping Mike Bossler, uh, Dave and Nancy O'Brien, and of course the, uh, Scott and Connie Harris, who were the owners of All-Star. Um, and right around that time, 2006 or so, opportunities came available for us to step into more of a full-time soccer position. And I had a background in soccer as a player, a coach. Uh, so they offered me that job. And uh, I was previously doing chef work at area restaurants around at Blackboards Cafe, uh, the 1936 Club on Dixon Street, uh, and James at the Mill. James at the Mill, which a lot of people know it as the place where they go get pictures for quinceañeras and, and weddings right yes, outside that it has place. a nice <laughs> nice decoration outside that's where I that's where back in the day when I used to when I used to film weddings nice. uh, I would go there a lot because people wanted their pictures to be taken there uh, it's, it's really pretty there it really is uh, you, but you're not originally from here right no uh, our, my wife and I moved here from Tulsa uh, in about 96 97 uh, her family lived here in Springdale and she just wanted to be closer to her family so we moved here uh, and it's we lived, uh, we lived in Fayetteville for a year, actually, and then moved to Springdale and bought a home. And we've been here since. So, so the All-Star Arena, known to probably a big portion of the Latinx population, uh, because everyone's been there at least once. Either you, either you went to play, or, or you went to support your boyfriend or your right, girlfriend. Right, right. Um, or you just went. You know, you went just to go watch the, the soccer. Right. Um, can you talk a little bit about... Uh, I guess I don't want to say services, but some of the things that the all that the All Star Arena provided to the community when it was active. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we were a, a multi-sport facility, uh, really in our part of the country, one of the first of its kind. Since then, several have opened up that are similar, and I can talk about that too in a minute. But uh, you know, when we when we opened in two thousand four as All Star. Uh, the next closest place that was similar to us was, uh, I want to say, Memphis. And then other than that was Dallas. So uh, we had six courts of basketball that could also be used as six courts of volleyball. We had on the other side of the building, uh, my favorite part was the two soccer fields. Yeah. And then we had... Uh, Things at the like a kind of a multi-use area. It started off as sport court, and uh, we hosted Ozark Juniors volleyball club in there. 
so they had three volleyball designated volleyball courts over there uh, we hosted athlete plus physical therapy we had uh, a gym upstairs a dance studio upstairs offices oh, wow. i know you had a dance studio up there uh, too. yeah it was uh, so uh it was pretty neat it's just different sports and that was the idea to get all of these different sports and uh opportunities just different things involved in one place uh we also had a uh a recruiter in there like a person who helped student athletes uh get on to from high school to college uh, so that was really cool having them involved um so were you there from the beginning uh yes opened? i helped paint the iron that was in wow. the ceiling <laughs> uh, I remember being up on the scissor lift and it was my first experience on a scissor lift and uh, I didn't realize how much those things can shake and not fall over <laughs> it was uh, pretty fun uh, but a little scary too so we're going to get into the fact that you also volunteer uh, for the Springdale High School uh, soccer team um, but kind of want to talk to you about where does your interest with soccer come about? Like, did you play or? Yeah, so I grew up in Tulsa. Uh, started playing soccer as a youth uh, around age six. Uh, had my youth career there in Tulsa, different clubs in the area. I played with uh, East Tulsa Patriots, uh, Sooner Soccer Club, Tulsa Pride, uh, Shadow Mountain, Sandian, just different clubs, you know, okay. just kind of went where there was a team and, you know, guests played with friends and just, just had had a lot of fun. Do you have a favorite team? Uh, like pro team? Yeah. Uh, my favorite all-time pro team is River Plate from Argentina. Oh, okay. uh, I love the way they play and I love their model, how they develop their, their youth through their own system and turn those kids from the area into professional soccer players. I've never, I've never gotten that answer before when I ask someone what their favorite team is. Usually it's like Real Madrid, which is my team, by the way. Hey, cool. Uh, Barcelona, <laughs> Liverpool, but River oh. Plate, Argentina. Ah, yeah, El Mas Grande. <laughs> uh, Maradona would probably not, would probably be against that opinion, right? Because he's huge uh, from Boca Juniors, right? <laughs> Crosstown rivals, and uh, so my my uncle lived there. He after his military service, he got a job in Argentina with telecommunications, and he kept inviting me down to watch. El Super Clásico, uh, Boca versus River, and uh, my dad wouldn't let me go because you'd see the fights in the streets and you know the the riots after the games. Uh, it's a uh, it's intense, but I always wanted to go. I'm like 12, 13 years old, going yeah yeah let me go, Dad. And he's like <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, probably a wise decision on his part, especially yeah. if you're young, right? <laughs> yeah, because it can get kind of dangerous <laughs> those games. Absolutely, that's literally the most intense game. Yeah. The most intense rivalry probably in world soccer. I mean, there's Barcelona and Real Madrid, but that's kind of like a rivalry like of, of, of folks with money. You know, yeah. River Plate and, and Boca Juniors is kind of like a street rivalry. Oh, yeah. it's it's a, My uncle told me he's after afterwards when he moved back to the States, he goes, you know, it's probably a good thing you didn't go. It's a, They're killing people down there for that crap. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get to go to one? No, I did not. But it's a, it's a dream of mine to get to go. I just think uh, if I ever did, I'd you know try to go as a guest where i could be down on the field at, you know to yeah that'd be you know, cool. get a press pass so maybe there's right. some security around you or something <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so cool yeah they definitely need to try to i don't know if they'll ever do it right but 
Barcelona and Real Madrid came to the U.S. and they yeah. played a game over here in, in Miami. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, you know, so why not bring it over here? I'm pretty yeah. sure if you do that in Texas, people will go to go see oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that's cool. Like I said, that's really interesting that you mentioned River Play. I've never gotten that answer before when I asked someone about their about their soccer team. Um, <laughs> so the All Star Arena, um, you dedicated a lot of years to that. Um, I guess entity slash um, center. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the transition from the All-Star Arena to Next Level Soccer Field and sure. why that happened and how that happened? Sure. Uh, so in 2000, 2010, about, uh, we were having some, some troubles uh, with attracting tournaments. Other facilities started to open in, in our area and in competing markets like Tulsa uh, and Springfield, Missouri. Uh, they host Springfield hosts the largest homeschool sports tournament in the country. Wow! Like they host every sport tournament, national championship there in Springfield, Missouri. I didn't know that. And I happened to be there in town one weekend, and it was just a Crazy. madhouse. Mm. Was like, what is going on? So uh, when all of these other venues started to open, our participation in tournaments for basketball started to go down. Soccer always held its own. Uh, and the volleyball club that was with us that I had mentioned earlier, uh, we parted ways with them. Everything was good. Nothing was bad. They just found a better opportunity somewhere else that, uh, as their club grew, they needed more room, uh, and a place that was a dedicated volleyball center. So when they left, that affected us. Other venues opening up, that affected us. Mm -hmm. Uh, and when you got a, you know, the, uh, I believe the, bank payment each month was about $28,000, a month for that building. It's uh, it's not a joke, man. Warehouse space is just crazy. Wow. And that was a just for the bank note because he, he built that place from the ground up. Uh, so. But y'all had already changed the name before the transition? No, so, in, in, so in, we went through two, two more years from 2010 to 2012 of uh, just trying to get through and make it work. And in 2012, the owner finally uh, decided he'd had enough and filed for bankruptcy. And so uh, All-Star Sports Arena closed, the bank took it over, and uh, it pretty much sat empty for, sat empty for a whole year. And in 2013, I got a call from uh, one of the officers from the bank that held the note. Mm -hmm. And uh, they asked me to give a guided tour to a few people who were interested in purchasing the building since I knew where everything was. Uh, so I walked through with them and as I'm talking to this person, I'm realizing he's, he's not just interested in this place, he's buying this place. Mm -hmm. He's already talking about what he's going to do and how they're going to fix things and what they're going, how they're going to change it. So did you feel that you feel that you feel at that time that you had to like sell it like extra hard? To make oh yeah. Sure? yeah, yeah. I really, I really put myself out there as like uh, I really loved serving the community here and providing what we provided, and I know it was a, a place to keep kids out of trouble and you know keep them healthy and active, yeah. uh, and you know just not out running around on the streets and doing crazy stuff as teenagers will do. And I think that, like, there's not enough emphasis on that. The fact that the All-Star Arena now known, you know, uh, and I mean now known because the people that are run, that run the All-Star Arena now run the next level is kind of like a, I want to say like a sanctuary yeah. for kids and, and, and uh, specifically brown kids. Yeah. 
you know there are there are a lot of different ethnicities there's white folks that go there too yep but you can't deny that it's powered by like brown kids that are they're the ones Absolutely. that are always showing up to play soccer and stuff and and, and it's so and good because imagine if they did not have the opportunity to, to like to be there you right. know and, and to be able to enjoy a uh, good time with their with their friends like what would they be doing you know not necessarily that they're gonna obviously be doing something bad no that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is that it's good to have these opportunities so that people can express themselves and like de-stress healthy habits you know yeah. that's what we were all about is promoting a healthy lifestyle and not a sedentary lifestyle so you're absolutely right there's kids from uh, the hispanic community the marshallese community uh everywhere you know in our our little the micro communities within our community everyone came to that place and still like is able to use that facility for uh fitness to gather with friends uh and i i'll say this the way things ended with uh us as as next level when next level achievements closed and was purchased by the city it was a little bit upsetting uh, but I truly believe in my heart that uh, when the city purchased that building, that was the best thing for that building. The city had the budget uh, to manage that facility, to take care of it, uh, and to make it a nice, enjoyable place for the community that'll last. You know, for us as a, as a private business, for a structure that massive, I was telling you that the payment was 30000 29000 a month. Oof. Uh, and there, you know, we were just we were all working to pay bills. Nobody was really getting much of a salary. Mm -hmm. So with the city running it, they have you know bond money and you know, whatever money they're using tax collector tax tax money or whatever. There's they have money to take care of it and fund it and to use it for what it was meant to be a community center. And you told me that uh, you haven't been back to that building. No, I have not. Uh, you know that's their thing and they want to put their stamp on their programs and we do our own thing and i feel like uh i don't feel like there's bad blood there but i just feel like i'm going to stay away and let them do their thing just out of a respect thing they were civil to us i'll be civil to them and return the favor gotcha so then are they they known as lex level achievements then no so when uh so we re we closed all-star in 2012 reopened as next level in 2014 and ran and operated 2014 to 2018 and that's when that property sold uh from that group who opened next level sold it to the city of springdale so in 20 2018 uh is when next level achievements mm. slash next level soccer next level basketball next level baseball all of those entities, little sub-entities within the building, all ceased to exist. Okay. Well, we had already purchased the domain. Mm -hmm. uh, we had an operating LLC, so we just kept our name and okay. changed it to Next Level Soccer Center, moved to a different location, uh, found the right warehouse that was, you know, best suit our needs, that was in the price range we are looking for, that's, you know, centrally located for our customers and for our community uh, and we opened our current uh, next level soccer center in January of 2020 cool. two months later uh, the, pandemic. the world was hit with the coronavirus how tough was that because I know that oh, you know when you invest so much in something and then I saw 
a lot of businesses actually kind of go through that. They were just starting and then the pandemic hit. Yeah. A lot of them closed down. How did y'all ma maintain to stay open? So we had a little bit of savings from uh, being just our first two months of being open were great. We made, made a little bit of money and had some savings. Uh, and the, the weird part was just as, and I know this happened for other businesses too, like you said, that had just opened up. Since we just opened, we didn't have a history of payroll to draw from or to turn in. So we didn't qualify for PPP loans. Mm -hmm. It was flying by the skin of our teeth. You know, we found ways with like, uh, I offered socially, social distance training, personal training in there in groups of two, groups of four, and was working like 10, 12 hour days of doing that with two kids to four kids at a time uh, throughout the pandemic. And then when they allowed, allowed us to have groups of 10 gather in a place, we started to rent one field at a time for 10 friends only. Uh, Want to give a shout out to my friends, uh, Rosie and Sergio for supporting us from the very beginning. Thanks guys. Uh, they were some of the first customers who came out during the, the pandemic and uh, were willing to support us and uh, get out and play soccer again. That's legit. That's legit. So it opened in, in January, next level, uh -huh. um, opened a new location, January 2020. Um, what are what are some of the, uh, I guess, some of, I don't want to say services again, but what are some of the cool things that y'all offer there? Soccer. Soccer? <laughs> hey, that's all that we need. <laughs> we, so we do, uh, we have leagues of many levels for adults uh, and for kids. We have a recreational program for kids where you can sign up your child as an individual uh, you can sign up teams to play with us uh, and I know there's other programs you can sign up for but you know competitive soccer is not for everyone and mm -hmm. or not for every player not for every team uh, and with the travel that's uh, on some of those teams it's, it makes it very difficult so our league operates out of our building we play small-sided soccer uh, we also offer personal training uh, just for physical fitness uh, and soccer specific we have a soccer store, Northwest Arkansas Soccer Shack is in our building. Uh, they op they are, have a website and uh, people can look at their hours and come in and shop, but they're basically open from uh, about 10 a.m. to about 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Nice what, are they, what are they selling there? I know it's a soccer shop, but like, uh, what do they They have? sell like uh, just different brands, popular brands of boots, okay. uh, uniforms, shorts, socks, Shin guards, soccer balls, goalkeeper gloves, goalkeeper apparel, referee apparel, uh, equipment, like training equipment, like some hurdles, cones. Uh, and you referee like some that. games too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, probably my least favorite job of soccer, but it's also <laughs> well, you the get same time. You get all the, yeah. neg neg yeah. all the feed negative feedback back. People that think you think they're your friends, and then the next thing you oh, know, no. you point a direction oh, when no. the ball goes out of bounds, and oh, no. you're the I've, devil. <laughs> I remember one time, shout out to my friend Heidel, who would host a uh, a uh, a soccer tournament for their fraternity at the U of A. I remember and, that. Uh, did you did you ever did you ever go to? I go watch. I, I just watch? go watch because there was good games. Well, one time we did a fundraiser for our organization, which was the Arkansas Natural Dreamers, and he helped run it because he had experience. And something happened where two refs didn't show up, and I bet that happens. That's a normal thing, I guess. Sure. And they made me ref. <laughs> I have Good. no experience <laughs> refing, right? And but I've seen a lot of soccer because obviously I'm a fan. Yeah. 
and uh, it was a team that had uh, the majority of the of the team was Mexican, and then the other team, the majority of the team was Salvadorian. Oh, nice! And, I know how uh, this is gonna go. <laughs> and, and it was not good. Like it was not. And then I was refereed, and they were mad at me, and and yeah. it was. And then the lights went out in the in the stadium, the little oh, well, we're yeah, playing. Yeah. So they 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 were mad at me because of that. It was out of my control, but. People are just really passionate about soccer. How do you all manage to kind of, you know, make sure that that uh, like the passion doesn't escalate in the field? Because I feel like it can. So sometimes you you can't help it, right? Uh, the game is competitive by nature. So what, one thing we do that really helps de-escalate the situation is we have uh, our our name wasn't by accident. It's next level. So we're always trying to get players to the next level, mm. uh, a higher level, right? So we are pushing players. To come in at that entry level, uh, I've never to what that they've never played soccer before, uh, and push themselves to climb up. So we nice. offer our adult leagues from recreational level at the very like beginning. Like if they came in and did say, "I've never played soccer before, but I want to try. My kid plays soccer. Give me a chance." Mm. We have that level. We also have a leagues uh, that play on Monday and Tuesday night that are for. Players who just finished playing college soccer, have professional level experience, uh, are just finished playing high school soccer, it moves very fast. It looks yeah. like pro soccer. You know, it's really, really good soccer. Uh, so the having divisions has really helped. When you put people who are like-minded in one environment, uh, things can go good. Now, with that being said, Sometimes those men's open A division games can get really hot really fast. So I have uh, Mr. Jose Lara referee those games. He's our local celebrity referee. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he's been on uh, TV before refereeing MLS games and USL1 games. Oh, cool. So he lives in our area. He's a teacher here in northwest Arkansas. So uh, thank you, Jose. Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Super nice guy, professional. Uh, and he treats our customers with respect, and I think that's what everybody wants when they come to play the sport, no matter what your work is or, or whatever. When you step onto the soccer field, we're all equals, and we just want to we want to play ball and compete as men and women, uh, children, and uh, enjoy life. And I'm super grateful because y'all allow me to do voter registration there, and I've yeah. been I've been there the past two weeks, and I've saw I've seen several games, and it's just so cool, and it gets me want to. Gets, gets me excited to want to get on the field myself again, you know? Cool. Um, I haven't seen any red cards. Do you all do red cards? Uh, yes. So, uh, again, we, we have we have some rules in our, our building that are designed to uh, keep that from happening. If a player gets three red cards within a calendar year, so, like, let's say today you played soccer, got a red card, if you get two more red cards before this time next year, you are banned from our building for one year from all leagues, from walking in as a fan. Don't come into the parking lot. You know, we just we don't want that person in there because they're dangerous and, and they put other players and customers at risk. Mm. Does that does that happen more often with like instead of like a slide tackle or anything like that, more with just people's behaviors and like yes, personality. Yeah. That would it's make sense. A, so uh, I'll say this about our specific sport. Indoor soccer is uh, very intense. Uh, there's five people on the floor at, the, at a time. Uh, when you're watching an outdoor soccer game, there's a million things going on. There's an airplane flying over. There's a fresh breeze. 
there's you know bugs and bees flying around kids are running and playing uh for indoor soccer it's a small space with a small amount of players and everyone is looking at that and including you know the fans the players the referee we're all looking at one thing so when something happens it uh, it intensifies it Mm -hmm. so we really have to have good referees and they're licensed referees uh, all of our officials are pretty much not not someone like me, right? <laughs> well, so we that's how we train our referees. Oh, y'all do training there? Yes, we have referee curriculum where we train referees. Uh, my good friend Grant Jones is uh, working on an actual uh, class for us. He's put together some nice information to where it's not just a certification for outdoor referees, but we'll cover indoor uh, rules as well, so that these referees could be certified through an insured bonded program. Oh, that's cool. So they have insurance too as uh, as players. That's or, you know, just like players. That's cool. Yeah. And we can't talk about the uh, next level without mentioning WCWA. Oh, my goodness. They are putting on a show tonight. It oh, is going today? on right now. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that was that. For, oh, well, Sunday, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I lost, I lost track of my Smackdown, days. Sunday Smackdown, bro. I lost, <laughs> I lost track of my days. I, I forgot that it was today because I remember... That I saw the, that I saw the event on Facebook and I was like, oh, that's my mom's birthday, so oh, I can't wow. go because I, I, I love to support. I've been in two shows already and I love them. Ah, uh, cool, right on. So how did that? How did that come about? So when we were at the other facility at Next Level Achievements and that, WCWA's WCWA Wrestling, yeah. a wrestling company based off of Springdale. Yeah, World Class Wrestling Association. Uh, so it's run by Nathaniel, our, our friend Shout Nathaniel, Nathaniel hey, who's hey, been on up? the podcast before. Cool. Uh, so uh, they were in the same situation as us when the, the city purchased the, the old building. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, just been moved in and were like, you know, planning on, uh, they had a room to train in and they were told they were going to be able to host events and have big shows. Uh, and then when the city came in, they were like, nope, everybody out, get out. Yes. So he was in the same position we were, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a family owned business looking for a place to operate and so i we had some the the warehouse we have now just has some extra room in it uh has an extra room where we have a small training field we have offices we have the we built the space for the soccer store we have umong health and rehab in there with us arkansas comets have an office uh and uh nathaniel has a large area for his uh training striker training for Mm. uh wrestlers and we let him use the uh soccer fields like tonight the show is out on the soccer field okay because he was expecting a big crowd uh, and for you know during the pandemic it's a little bit healthier to have that uh fresh air larger space the fans on yeah uh, moving some air around the people so well that's cool shout out nathaniel again hopefully his show today is really successful and yeah. continues to have more shows there um and congratulations on the Sprino high school uh soccer team varsity winning the state championship yeah and you're part of that <laughs> oh, what's man. your involvement with with the team so i started working with them in uh 2004 with my friend john marshall he and uh i was coaching my kids at springdale parks and rec and i had seen him somewhere before we got to talking and Turns out he played on a like a travel team with my friend Chris Piro from Tulsa, mm. and that's how I knew them because I played on the like a similar uh, team that was like an all-star team that goes. It was called a, a state select ODP type of, type of a team. Uh, so got to talking to John. He invited me to come out and help him with his goalkeepers at Springdale High, 
that was 2004, the year after they had just won their first state championship. And I've been there ever since as just a, a volunteer to the community. Not, not there, it's not a pay job at all. It's just, it's a strict volunteer. Uh, the district has been very clear about that, that anybody who does this job is, it is not a pay job. You're doing this for, uh, to help the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm all about that. So, and that's been how many state championships since then? Three, four, four. We put we got four stars above the Super S right now. Was there one before 2012 besides the one that you just mentioned? Uh, so we got the first one. John Marshall won the first one in 2003. Uh, Coach Beeler's first one was 2012. Then we won again in 2019. Yeah. And then this year, 2021. That's our four stars. Nice, nice. So, I was, uh, I went to Fort Smith on, I forgot if it was Thursday. When, when was the state championship game? Uh, Friday or, or Thursday? Friday. Friday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I went both Friday and Thursday to Fort Smith. Uh, and I think it was Friday, yeah, when I was coming back. I think it was like, I forgot what time it was when I was coming back. It might have been 9 p.m., but I was driving next to the bus. Oh really? Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was driving next to the bus. And I saw I saw a bus driving, and I was like, "Wait a minute, is hey. this Springdale High School? Like, it has to be them." Yeah. Because if it if it says Springdale on the bus, like it has to be the students because they're coming from Conway. Right. Uh, right. Wasn't not not from Conway, but from where were they? Where were they coming? Uh, we were in uh, where was it? Benton. Benton. So it's like uh, thirty minutes south of Little Rock. Yes. So. so when I saw when I saw that and I saw them and I was like, oh, this is so cool. But I didn't want to like honk or anything because I didn't want to cause like I didn't want to oh, like man. I didn't want to mess with the driver and like have him. Like, Those guys are probably all asleep anyways. Huh? <laughs> but that's <laughs> just that's hard. just so cool and I'm and I'm so happy for you all. You know, Thanks, and I man. know that uh, just the fact that you're volunteering that says so much about how much you care about the community and how much you're committed to it. And uh, hopefully, I mean you will see some of those kids eventually end up you know playing soccer at next level. Oh sure. Uh, so. Uh, some of the first kids that uh, I coached in 2004, helped, helped coach in 2004, give a shout out to uh, Julio Diaz, showed up and uh, who else, uh, Willie, and let's see, who else, one other, <laughs> Carlos. These guys were players on that 2004 team and then they show up to... Uh, play in the over 30 league and i was like you're not 30 get out of here and uh, they're like yeah coach i graduated that must that must have hurt right Cause yeah it like, hurt. yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i went to my nieces not my nieces my my cousin's uh high school graduation party last weekend and i remember when she was born wow like i was there when yeah. she was born i took like her first picture ever and now wow. she's over here graduating from spring high school and i was like wow i feel old yeah uh but i'm not 30 yet i'm 29 so i'm still still <laughs> good you know still good for a little bit for a few more months um and where can people reach out to you all if you just kind of want to either work with you or just reach out for any kind of business opportunities or anything uh, so we have a facebook page it's uh next level soccer on facebook uh we have nwa nextlevelsoccer.com is our website and where are y'all located we're in tawny town just right really over by harbor people hear tawny town and they think oh that's far away it's like we're really uh, like standing in the driveway of our building i can see the stadium lights to harbor high school wow so we're really i i think like a mailbox wise we're still zoned in the city of springdale but like uh business wise we're zoned in tawny town and what's the address just so people can go? If uh, they want 181 to... Industrial Circle East. 
Uh, and can I give my phone number on yeah, here in case people want to call? Uh, I'm at 479-713-0853. You can call or text at that number. Give me a shout in English or in Espanol. And hey. happy to help. Sounds good. So if you want to play some soccer, make sure you go to Next Level Soccer Field Center. Uh, located in Tonti Town. If you want to watch some wrestling, the WCWA Wrestling runs shows, I think, like once or twice a month, I believe. Yep. Um, so make sure you check them out. Make sure you, sh you support good people doing good stuff for the community, and that's Kendall. Uh, thank you for joining us this week, Kendall, and uh, we'll have you here in the next few months just to kind of see like any kind of updates you can give us about the center. But thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, and happy birthday, Mom. Hey. <laughs>